I think wow. I said it right. I think. I hope. Fingers crossed. I've been trying to teach myself Korean uh, over the past couple months over on Duolingo. And I've been promising an update. So tonight you is have. the update. Melissa, wow. it is happening. It is the happening. season finale of Duolingo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, welcome to number 245 of the Whatnots Captain's Log, where every week we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing good. I have a guest. Oh, you have a, a, a big book that's back there. I have a book that's so big, (gasps) I decided it needed to be introduced as a guest. It is that much presence. This is a book. That looks cool. Uh, Let me, the the video viewers can see it, but let me introduce this thing. Around Christmas time, as a treat for myself and others, I went looking around for good entertainment books, like books about movies and TV. And I saw a title that immediately called out to oh, me oh you hit the jackpot the, on that one <laughs> and the book was 75 dollars and i have been waiting for it to price drop since christmas and finally i found it at 56 and i pulled the trigger this book is layer radical homes and hideouts of movie villains amazing it's- this thing <laughs> is ginormous for, for yeah it, it has to be what like two or three inches thick um and it oh, is it, it, it's a good size book um absolutely it is black with like it metallic is, silver uh like te- text and art on it, it yes is, it's sleek it it looks nice this the pages are black the oh, entire cool book yeah. is silver ink on black paper Ooh, the whole book wears the aesthetic inside and out I can't believe this thing. This is the fanciest item I own. It's so it it feels like fabric. I can't put this on mm. my coffee table. It has to go someplace nice. I have to put it behind <laughs> glass. You you need a, a a big podium that they have at like the libraries and and stuff where you can get like the reference book or the the like giant Bible that are on, on those things. You just need like a giant podium with a light to display this book. <laughs> See, look, it's got a number of different Bond villains in here, like three or four different Bond villain layers. I'm holding the book open to just a giant silver portrait of Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Amazing. That is so cool. Oh, Melissa, I think you accidentally turned your camera off. You were like, and that's it. No more. You get to see none of the book. (laughs) This is all I have to show. No, I... Like it flopped over and like hit the button that apparently turns that off. This thing is so heavy. I'm like scared to crack the spine that. open that far. Right? I, I've got to show you some of the line art in these things. It just has these beautiful, like crisp silver line art drawings, like schematics and floor plans of these layers. Yeah. yeah. It it almost looks like when when I got my my high school diploma, it came in <laughs> in in this like red, like nice folder thing with like yes. leather on it. But inside on the diploma was like a hand drawn 
like etching yes. of our high school. Did, did you have something similar? Maybe everybody has it. If we both have it. Is this a we're conspiracy? From entirely, we're from entirely different parts of the country. If you right, and I both yeah. have it, I think this must be exceptionally common. Right. Yeah. It, it, it looks like that kind of of art but on and this is not in like a, a bad way but in on those like those scratch off uh things where yeah. it's like the black thing and you scratch it off and it's like the metallic God. silver behind it that that yeah that that looks awesome i would have so much fun just like looking through all that reading all the history yeah. all the all the production stuff that went into into mm-hmm. making them that's so it's got cool. an interview with Ken Adams, who designed like a bunch of different Bond movies and Barry Lyndon and Adams Family Values. Mm-hmm. Wild. That's fun. That's fun. Um, I am about to kick our podcast into overdrive. Melissa, I have a Mountain Dew overdrive uh, for us to talk about or i guess not really talk about here but i have one to <laughs> step on while we are podcasting so here we go let's head over to the mountain dew wiki page hello darkness my old friend all right mountain dew overdrive this is an orange color uh it is mountain dew with a blast of citrus punch um mm. It is a franchise-exclusive flavor available since June 2022 at Casey's General Stores. Do you guys have oh, these where you we are? We do. Melissa? Yes, yeah. yes, I'm I, familiar with the Casey's. I've never actually physically been to one, uh, but oh. they are around here, um, and my girlfriend happened to uh, go there recently and was like, here you go. New Mountain Dew. And I was like, oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, so Mountain Dew Overdrive. This is an interesting one. So this is not my my first time having this. I had one earlier on in the week. Um, but when I tasted it at first, it tasted to me like orange and lemon. Like it, it, it is extra citrusy. As I mean, all Mountain Dew is citrusy to an extent, right? Mm. But this was like extra orange and lemon. However, the the flavors that's listed here on the website, um, and even on the art artwork, is uh, where'd it go? Raspberry, lime, and mango is what these these three flavors are here. Mm. It's in, it's interesting. It's not bad. It's not my favorite, but it is good. Um, on the then, Mountain Dew Wiki. Oh, go, go ahead. In, yes, please. On the Wiki, in the list of related flavors, was one called Sasquinch. I'm glad you spotted this because this is about <laughs> this is what I was about to say next. <laughs> How could I miss Sasquinch? Sasquinch is a rumored. Franchise exclusive oh. Mountain Dew flavor, which may release only at Little Caesars in 16 ounce cans. And it is currently unknown if it will be releasing or for how, for how long. long. Truly I the cryptid like of sodas. That. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is actually a, a, a cryptid. Um, yeah, uh, I, but I, it would I be flavored. Uh, raspberry citrus punch, which is raspberry lime and orange, which sounds pretty good. Mm. The, 
the color would be orange. We right. know the color, but we don't know if we will ever hold it in our hands. That's so funny. Because, um, yeah, I, I saw this and I, I, I was going to bring on the podcast. I mean, that sounds like that sounds so official. I was going to ask you if that was just the name of like a regular drink. Like a, a common one. Is this so- something that you would get? Would you feel embarrassed being like, uh, yes, two sasquenches, please? <laughs> I I don't think I've ever been embarrassed to order a beverage. Not even when they have like some some sexual innuendo named cocktail, right? No, I like those. I like the permission to be body. That's funny. I just thought like Sasquatch. It's such a good like portmanteau of two different words, Sasquatch and quench, because it's quenching your thirst. <laughs> if you guys didn't mm-hmm. understand that, that's that's what they're <laughs> doing here. Um, <laughs> Yellow and red make orange. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it just like it. It. it Feels like someone would have come up with that before. Sasquatch. Yeah. Maybe not. That feels like know. that could very easily be a joke from Gravity Falls or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Gravity Falls, I've been watching season two of that. I'll, I'll mention that a little bit. Very down, nice. Down the road, though. Um, but yeah. Mountain Dew Overdrive. Pretty good. Do you have. You got to get one of those charts like, you know, people who are big travelers and they'll have a map on their wall and the map is made out of right. The map's made out of lotto ticket material. And once you've been to a state or a country, you can scratch it off with a quarter. You need one of those, but for Mountain Dew flavors. Right. Or, or like those. Did, did you, you remember when the like 50 state quarters yes. were brand new and everyone we've talked had those, about like, this did we, we talked about this recently <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's like of those but instead of the quarters i put the caps of each mountain dew that i <laughs> had in there it fits right in there <laughs> mm-hmm. can cross off overdrive on my list <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that would be perfect. I, 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 to be honest, wouldn't put it past Mountain Dew to do something like that. Do like a yeah. Dew crawl, like a, a 50 states Dew crawl. Dew crawl. Yeah. Yeah, God, that they just, sounds like, like the name of a Pokemon. Ah, oh, Dew crawl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a water type. <laughs> An extreme water type. <laughs> 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 i don't even know if that's a real pokemon type if there's normal type there must be extreme type i don't need you to verify that to me i like to believe that that's real i'll i'll, I'll let you believe that sure there you go <laughs> C- congratulations you now believe charizard there are extreme is, types <laughs> right charizard is fire and extreme <laughs> um 
so what how how has your week been have you been up to anything else besides bu buying books and and stuff like that bought one book book singular ah went to several movies i saw mission impossible twice and then mm. i went to go see interstellar at my local mm. alamo draft house which is great because that was a nolan i had never seen before that i wanted to cross off my list before i saw oppenheimer and i got to see it on a big screen and it was very nice. very cool that's awesome that's also one that i have not seen um which i it, it's pretty I, I feel like i'm on the fence or not if i want that on my list of shame of just like because i i know it's really really good so it has that going for it. But then I also know there's maybe some light time travel stuff in there just by the nature of sciencey black sure. hole stuff. Uh, yeah. And I'm a big time travel fan. I'm a big sci fi fan. So it feels like it's up my alley. But I've also just never had like an urge to be like, oh, mm. man, Interstellar. I need to go see that one. Right. <laughs> Now's the time. Maybe you'll come out of Oppenheimer and you're like, I crave more. And I then you'll watch back. Interstellar. <laughs> I crave. I have to go back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's that, that's neat. So you do want to get did they do their whole uh, like special intro thing where they always have uh, like different odds and ends playing before the movie yes, that are Interstellar had related. Not interstellar related specifically. I've found that most of the time when I'm going to uh, like this, a screening of an older film, it's just whatever they have in rotation. Like mm. when I saw the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies earlier this year, I got like a double Dutch video from like the late seventies or eighties, just a bunch of girls playing double Dutch and singing a double Dutch song, which was very cool. And this time I got very old, black and white, watermarked, kind of blurry footage of a live Tina Turner performance. Her singing Proud Mary huh. live on some variety show or something. Even at the lower quality, still outstanding. I'm sure. Even just on that big screen with the good speakers yeah. and stuff, right? And they, they play it especially loud at the Alamo Giraffe House. They're just like, let's turn up the volume. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I, I had fun. a great time. I do love getting there early to see those old video clips. That's such a cozy feeling. I went to go see it was one of the new uh, new like Star Wars sequel trilogies. I don't remember which one it was that I saw. It may have been the first one because I think this is when I was in Texas. Um, and we went to an Alamo draft house uh, to go see that brand new Star Wars. And they played all of the old Star Wars commercials that they could find. Oh. Like all of the like action oh, yeah. figure. Like here's the Mattel oh, stuff. Here's these ones. Kenner. Here's those ones. Yeah, ex exactly. And it was all of those just back to back to back to back. Um, and then like a number of like prank calls and stuff to uh alamo draft houses that they've had in the past of like darth vader calling to complain about someone who was talking uh or, or right like during the film and, and stuff um so that 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 was a blast they always yeah. have some some good 
fun stuff. I would buy a ticket to just two hours of the video ephemera that they can dig up. Two right. hours of commercials. I don't have to see a real movie, Alamo Draft House. There was a streamer uh, that I, I found at one point who on his like, uh, like, hey, I need to go use the bathroom or something. I'll yes. be right back on, on, on that screen. He would do almost exactly that. He would just have like old commercials yeah. from the 70s just start playing yes. and like cycling through. And I was like, this is so yes. cool. Actually, Brutal Moose actually, does that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, um, that's fun. That's fun. Indeed. I I love it. It's cool. What was uh, I talking? Interstellar. Yes, please. Lately, I've realized that one of my favorite genres of movies is corn. Not corny, but a movie that takes place in and around cornfields. I just love to see cornfields as a Midwesterner. Do you need to have a corn quota? <laughs> right. I got it. I often think I need the corn genre. <laughs> right. If I don't see the wind blowing through wheat fields, like at least once a year, I lose my Midwesterner power. And mm. I think corn's like that, too. Some of the best corn movies, signs. That's what I was uh, just about to say. That is my like quintessential like yes! corn movie. <laughs> the X Files movie from the nineties. Great corn action. <laughs> I love that movie, and the corn's a big part of it. Uh Field Field of Dreams. Sure. Maybe it's just the punch. Jeepers of creepers, right? Yeah. Sure. There's children of the corn, but I feel like that's more children yeah, that's than it. it is corn. I maybe it's just the combo of signs and the X Files movie and how often I watch those things when I was younger. But I need corn to be a little spooky. Yeah. And like I know Field of Dreams is about ghosts, but that's not a spooky movie. And Inter Interstellar isn't either. It's mostly sad corn, not spooky corn. But they eat so much of it. I've never seen a corn movie where they eat so much corn because it's the future and they're going through like another dust bowl and crops are dying. And it's like vegetable by vegetable is dying. Like we nobody has wheat. Nobody has okra. We only have corn. Corn still grows. So they just eat corn, everything. Just piles of corn for dinner. <laughs> That's funny. Um, God, I'm trying to trying to think of like what was the last big movie i saw that had a good corn scene man of steel maybe maybe yeah trying to think is that i don't know there has to there had there ha there has to be something i'm forgetting but yeah that seems about right especially when he's back on the back on the farm mm -hmm. Something mm -hmm. like With that. With the new Superman movie on the horizon, we've got more corn to look forward to. That's nice. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, corn, I'm going to keep an ear out for a good uh, transition here because I don't have one. <laughs> um, you don't have to have one. We never have. <laughs> I wanted to go back to Duolingo real quick okay, here. Okay, absolutely. Um, what is your review? So I yeah, so I a couple months ago was like, you know what? I kind of wanted to learn a new language. 
and I would like to learn Korean. So I downloaded Duolingo and was like, teach me Korean. Uh, and I started and I was like, here's the plan. I'm going to do this for three months and do mm. it like every day for three months and see where I was at after those three months. I ended up pushing it back a little bit just because we had a lot going on. Um, and uh, we had the whole exciting uh, like race had the number one spot where uh, we had the one p p p person who wrote my name on a dick on a dick shaped sign and like changed their profile texture, all of that good stuff. Um, and it, it was an interesting experience for sure. Uh, my my re review at its heart is this. I didn't learn a thing, but it's a <laughs> damn good game. <laughs> it is such it, a good game. It did take you a while before you were able to say a single word to me in Korean when I requested it. Yeah. So I have to be honest. I haven't even looked at the app in <laughs> maybe about a month or a, a, a couple weeks getting on to be <laughs> about a month now. <laughs> So you're doing the review now because you remembered you said you would. There's is there a recent event that made you say, right, the Duolingo? I never forgot, but we like we okay. we, we did our our like E3 predictions. We did our, our trivia did. night. Like all, like we had yes, certain stuff yeah, that was like, okay, we true. need to move it there and then this and all that good stuff. But um yeah, I I I don't feel like in Doing it every day for three months straight, I walked away with any kind of like basic conversational uh, stuff, which I wasn't really expecting to retain much, but kind of about what I know from like high school Spanish, um, mm -hmm. right? Just had to say like, hello, my name is uh, like, where is the library? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, just a few phrases <laughs> i um, came to seoul to see its famous libraries <laughs> don't i style a biblioteca and they're just like what that's spanish i, I don't know i'm like i don't know either dude <laughs> Duolingo, three months didn't help um but that's the thing like i am much more familiar with their alphabet mm -hmm. now um and I think spending some time away and going back into it, um, I think will help in the long term, right? To give your mind a break from not doing it every single day, I think helps with like long term memory um, stuff. But I would like to continue, though I don't necessarily want to continue with du Duolingo. I feel like there's mm. better apps out there or I can yeah. go to a library and find like a Korean text book and do stuff that that way. I feel like there's better ways if like if you're actually serious about learning mm. the language, I think especially for Korean Duolingo feels like supplementary it feels mm. like almost like homework exercises to just like make sure you remembered what you learned from the textbook. Um, Cause they were, I, I, I say it's a damn good game because they really did gamify the hell out of this. It is uh, like the, 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 the loops that they have in this to like 
get you hooked and make you want to do it. They are so effective. And since doing it, I've now seen a number of other people I follow on Twitter start to do this who were in like the games media and stuff. And they also started to figure out the same tricks that yeah. I did. And yeah, there were some that they had that I didn't even figure out. Um, that I was like, oh, that's so smart. Like, I wish I had known that and it would have been so much easier. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's neat to see them go through that loop and just be like, I'm addicted. Like, I need to do this every single day. Um, and apparently in like 2018, there was a I think 2018 ish. There was a talk that was given at GDC, the Games Developers Conference uh, on Duolingo. And it's like gamification that apparently was a pretty good talk. Um, ah. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's 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 a fun gay, gay game. It feels supplementary. I did walk away with the familiarity like of the alphabets, some of the stuff like that. I think if I do go back to it, though, I would want to reset where I'm at and do everything again, because mm -hmm. uh, once I did get hooked into their like weekly legs and stuff, I started to ignore one of the other aspects, which was the alphabet practice and and stuff mm -hmm. like that and i had just started to get to like the complicated stuff of 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 like the i before e except after c but it sounds like a right like that like that equivalent uh mm -hmm. and then i got hooked on the other stuff and then tried to go back to this and was just like oh god i don't remember any of this uh and i kind of want to go back to the easy stuff help me because mm -hmm. i don't remember um but yeah, I, I I had a good time. I think it's a fun little thing if you just want some casual like, oh, maybe I'll pick up a word or two or uh, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, kind of walked away with not much. Mm -hmm. So good review. Uh, th thank you for providing the service. We except for sodas, we never do consumer product reports on the show. <laughs> You never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> I'll just come here with about like a blender I got. Or like all right, all the guys. Functions. So here's my new keyboard that I got what? here. It is no, white instead of black. Uh, that is some on... keyboard. I've I have sincerely been wanting one of those really aesthetic keyboards like that. But they're so clicky clacky. And I that I don't need it. I don't need it for anything i actually do here at yeah. home i want to type emails faster at work like i do mm -hmm. wonder sometimes if i had a very high-end keyboard could i shave a couple seconds off of every of the 100 emails i have to send every day but then i'm like that's too loud for you to take into an office you don't want to be the office nuisance to save yourself maybe <laughs> 18 minutes <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, so I, I mean, I, I don't need to go into all of this, but I started to get white stuff. I now have a white mouse. I have a, a white mouse pad and everything. Cool. I used to have all black stuff. Um, and I realized 
before I moved that my previous like podcast room was just so dark behind me, like even with the neon lights and all that stuff that mm. I, I have, all my furniture was black and like dark and stuff. And I was just like, I, I, I kind of want more like white stuff because that also reflects the lights that I yes. have here and it's more colorful yeah. and it's br brighter. Um, and so then I was That's just like, where well, I've been moving to. It took yeah, me so just, long to I'm find like this white office stuff. chair. Yeah, that chair looks fantastic. Thank it's a you. Great one. Um, but yeah, that's that's about all of the consumer product news that I have here. <laughs> right. Now, I, it was so. nice to have an ongoing saga <laughs> like that, where like you actually learned something at the end of the day. Not as much as you were hoping to, but yeah. you could say hello. My name is Kyle in another language, where maybe you didn't before, and that's yeah. cool. That's, I, I'm that's probably character growth for this show. all of that stuff. But yeah, like that's fun. Like that's that that's stuff that every now and then I think is neat to like just try out if nothing mm -hmm. else for content on the podcast. Yes. Right. Like, let me tr try this out for three months or six months or however much. Um, I there was a podcast that I listened to where one of the hosts was just like, you know what? I'm going to go vegan cold turkey for six months. And just try it. Uh, and they did. And after their six months was just like, I'm, I'm going to keep being it. Not so strict, but like mm -hmm. I'm like for them, they were healthier. Like they like did all of that stuff. But they were also like, but every once in a while, like I miss a good like steak or like a good yeah. cheese burger and so he was just like i just i like i'll be mostly vegan mm -hmm. but i still you know every now and then a little little, little something something right mm -hmm. so yeah that's uh that was my like what if i just try to learn a language so <laughs> who knows what i'll do that's, down the line that's a cool I, challenge i i know that i want to i i i, I finally have my oklahoma id um, I've had that for two months ish, three months now. I, I don't know. Uh, but I have that, which means I can now go get a library card. Uh, we have ah. a library not too far, far, far from where we live. So I'd love to like go check out and see what they have there and see yeah. it. Like, hey, you guys have a textbook, a Korean textbook I could check out and do stuff with. So we'll see. I thought this, what I thought this was leading road. towards. I can get my learner's permit in Oklahoma. My next challenge for myself for podcast I mean, technically content I could, is I learn I could, to drive. <laughs> podcast from the car. <laughs> podcast content one, getting myself around second priority. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have to have the instructor hold the, hold my phone phone like, all right youtube we're here in the car where i'm learning to drive. keep your eyes on the road oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like share subscribe <laughs> die <laughs> um but yeah that's uh that's been my journey with duo lingo so that's who knows? cool who knows i where that will lead. i found that i only have media related challenges for myself like, 
like I'm going to watch every best picture nominated movie this year or something like that. Or I'm going to complete this director's filmography, mm-hmm. I, which I enjoy. But then I hear about yeah. other people like I have a coworker who plays volleyball. She's in like there a volleyball go. league on different textures, a court, sand, mud. There you go. Lava. This Right. This <laughs> lava. This <laughs> like I. I challenge myself in one specific lane and 0% in other lanes. I do really envy the people who have like a physical hobby, not just like a sedentary hobby like I do. Even like my dad driving around on his motorcycle. There was, so there's this author, this this cartoonist uh, named Ryan Estrada. We had him on one of the podcasts for the whatnots a long, long time ago mm. when we covered uh, the boy and the beast, I believe it was, as well as the Hamilton uh, stage recordings <laughs> or like live kick all, all that good stuff. Uh, Paul had met him while he was out in Korea uh, at some comedy night. And that's how like they ended up talking. He's a cartoonist. He lives in Korea with his wife. He has a like how to read Korean in 15 minutes little comic. Oh. Um, his he helped work on a book with his wife called Band Book Club, uh, which I have wanted to bring on to the review show for some time now uh, in all the news of books being banned recently in schools. His was one of the, the, oh. them because um, his wife ran a band book club in college i think when she was in china or something like that uh and it's it's like her whole story uh Mm. to to do that um but he he I, i remember hearing him talk about this thing that he used to do i'm I'm sure he still does it um but like one month out of every year no matter what it is what he's asked to do or to go to or participate in or try out he says yes to to like stuff that would like make him scared like if he gets invited up to like an open mic night and stuff he like he'll be like Yes. And then he will go perform (laughs) even if he's like absolutely scared stiff and or like has never done that or or like, hey, go like, let's go skiing or let's do that. Like, let's go to this new restaurant. He just one month out of the entire year just says yes to like new opportunities and stuff. And he he said that it was always really, really rewarding because, yeah, you have all of these new experiences, but then you like you meet a bunch of new people uh, that are like the thing that you just did is their hobby or it's the thing that they write. Like there's all sorts of neat stuff um, that's that's out there. But that's what you just reminded me of that. Like you have a coworker that goes and plays volleyball and, and does all of that stuff. And yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I, I want to say also, speaking of sports, my roommate plays a number of different sports. She is on a women's football team. She plays flag and tackle, but I think it's like cool. the tackle football team that she's on. She's going to the national championships and she's like, that's we're going to awesome. be on ESPN two. Hell yeah. Two is that's moving up there. I'm that's so awesome. proud yeah. of her to be on ESPN two this weekend. 
That's cool. That that's the closest brush with celebrity I'll ever have. Right there, you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I I say we take a quick break for some housekeeping. Uh, when we get back, I I have my cinema corner, all the stuff we've been watching. Uh, and then I, did did you did you guys know tomorrow, the day after the that we're recording this is in the anniversary of the moon landing. I didn't do the math in my head, but it happened in 1969. So hold on. Oh, there you go, man. How do I do this? 20? No, let me do it real quick. You'll find out the answer when we come back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them. So we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, Head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Once again, a big shout out to our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It means a ton. Uh, over on the Pilots Club uh, this past month, we got to talk about Cable Girls. It is a show on Netflix that helped launch Netflix Spain, 1920s period piece. A little bit more soapy than we were expecting but still a good time um but uh melissa do you want to give them a quick tease of what we're gonna be doing for this next month we have been watching the good place uh, one season a month over on the review show we're about to conclude that so i thought let's watch uh kristen bell's first major television project and watch the pilot of veronica mars yeah, I think that'll be fun. Uh, so that's over on the Pilots Club, our Patreon exclusive podcast at the three dollar tier and above. Uh, as you mentioned over on the review show, not only has is our end of the month specials on The Good Place, which we will be wrapping up real yeah. soon here at the end of th- this month. Uh, but because this is Barbenheimer Wake. Uh, over on the review show, Melissa, you decided to pitch me uh, that there are two m- movies inside you, and it's about which one you feed. There, were, there was one inspired by Oppenheimer, one inspired by Barbie, uh, and I picked the one that was inspired by Barbie, and we watched the Brady Bunch movie from the 90s. Yes. Um, and that, that, that was a blast. I, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be the, like I, like I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. But I, I had a lot of fun with that one. That I'm I'm so that happy. Good. That was a great rewatch for me. That was an Absolutely. old childhood favorite that I hadn't seen in a very long time. 
Good stuff. Uh, over on the reactor core, of course, we are keeping up with Secret Invasion. Uh, we will do our thoughts on episode five and six, which is the finale this next week. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. Uh, again, Barbenheimer week, we will have spoiler casts on both of those. I'm sure we'll do like some kind of back to back recording on them sometime in the near future here. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Yes. What I had originally proposed is that we do an episode on both. And it's about both movies and it's about like, what was your experience that day? Because at least a lot of people I know are talking about these, not just as two movies they want to see that happen to come out at the same time, but a double feature, an event, an entire day you have planned. So I want this to be like an event review. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. Uh, And then last but not least, right here on the captain's log this past week, we got to talk about the Superman casting news and meeting the Hershey Park mascots. And and if, if Mountain Dew was a mascot, would I meet him? And I said, yes, I would meet Mr. Dew. (laughs) Go, go hug Dew. <laughs> Big bottle of dew with little arms and little white Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, well, that's about all of the housekeeping that I got right now. So, Melissa, name that Pokemon. How, what, what was the math on, on the uh, moon landing anniversary? July 21st, 1969. How tomorrow will be uh 54 years 54 Mm. years ago we went to moon there you go yeah now i now the moon anniversary happens it has happened every year for the past 53 years is there something special that made you want to talk about it this year anniversary is um (laughs) uh no it's just something i saw on on twitter and then was just like Thinking back, because I I went to a a school that was named after an astronaut um, and we always had a a big like science and technology like space themed program is maybe Mm -hmm. I think what you could call it. Um, We we even did like space simulations where we could go and like predict when the next Halley's Comet thing was coming around. Like all that (laughs) sort of stuff. I don't know. Don't we already Uh, know that? Isn't that like actual? I don't know what we did. I don't remember. (laughs) I'm not an astronaut. Obviously, I didn't care enough. That's like in the farmer's almanac how often Halley's Comet happens. They don't need to make... Second graders figure it out. It was third grade. Thank you very much. (laughs) God, Melissa. Uh, No, I (laughs) I just saw that and 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 thought to myself, Melissa, if you could live on another planet, would you? I love Moon. Uh, Moon's a friend. I think it's very Mm -hmm. special that. Nobody, except if you are an astronaut or an astronomer or something, everybody has the same relationship with the moon. Like nobody gets a different one. Like rich people don't see a different moon than anybody else does. Yeah. If you can, it, it makes if you your can eye see look the like moon, a big pizza pie, pie, no matter if you're rich or poor. Or, exactly. No. <laughs> that song's for everybody. Moon hits your rains, eye. It pours. You love it. 
when it's moon, right, like, it's pizza eye. <laughs> there's, there's just something so egalitarian about the moon that I really appreciate. I really look up to her. Uh, I, I not like, alone. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. <laughs> oh man i don't think i'd i don't want to go i'd i have to you wouldn't get, go to the moon i haven't even been at the top of a very tall building before like i what is the tallest building you've been in like what is the highest floor of a building that you've been on oh uh the top you know? of the john hancock tower in chicago so there's okay. the sears tower which is now called the willis tower that's the tallest building I believe tallest building in North America. Um, I have not been there, but there's a building that's close in height. That's called the John Hancock Tower. And at the top of that, they've got a place called the Signature Lounge. And you take an okay. elevator ride that's up there. That feels, that's where the Signature Lounge is. It's 100 stories off the ground. 100 stories tall. Yeah. It's cool. You feel that you're going up that high in an elevator. It's truly an oh, uncanny yeah. elevator ride. You can go up there in these huge, huge windows. You can see all of Chicago. I've seen oh, it hey. at day and at night. Speaking of, it also <laughs> opened in 1969. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's in like you can pay to go to an observation deck. Or you can mm -hmm. go to the Signature Lounge and just pay the cost of a cocktail. Buy, I bought like a $14 Bahama Mama or something like that and got to look out at Chicago. It's a really lovely place. I was thinking recently. I got to get back there. Yeah. I've, I've been up in the, uh, it's the Washington Monument, right? That's the uh, yeah. obelisk one. Yeah. Uh, I've been up in the top of that, looking down at all the people. Um, cool. One of my first apartments in Richmond was on the 18th floor of a building. Um, wow. I think, or yeah, it was on the 18th floor. I think it was only 19 stories tall. So um, still like, like a, a fifth the size of the John Hancock tower. So pales in comparison, but um yeah, I, I, I think I think if if we already like if the other planets were already inhabitable and I could mm. go and live on them if I wanted, I think Mars is where I would ch choose to live. Red. The only other one I could see living on was pl was Pluto only Hold. to be like, uh, right. But but on, on, only to be like you a real planet, Pluto. I believe in you. <laughs> right God, show it some love <laughs> yeah exactly for your small planet yeah, yeah. i uh, now of course this depends on what stuff they put on a planet like if i can go to uh mars disney world right. <laughs> if i can go to universal studios venus i'll go like then i'm right. gonna make a trip but for right now it's like i don't i i i I like the moon, but I don't like look up to the stars very often. They're cool, but I'm not like. I'm more interested in like humans relationship to space. Like I like stories of astronauts more than I like stories of just like astronomy, physics, weird black holes and stuff. Uh, and like I can't think about going to space if I haven't been to like the Burj Khalifa yet. 
Like, what what am I doing? I'm just skipping a lot of steps. I mean, I don't know. Can't I've never been in a glass bottom. Biggest malls in the galaxy. Forget it. I don't want to go to space. I've never been in a glass bottom boat before. Neither have I. Can't, I. <laughs> I can't set my sights that high. I've got other stuff I have to do. Anyways, uh, that was all that I had on the moon landing. I happened to see that on tw- on Twitter, stuff like that. Uh, speaking of anniversaries, though, apparently this year is the 35th anniversary of Akira. In fact, ah! this past week, if I'm not mistaken, was the anniversary of the movie coming out, I, th- I think. Um and I have been reading the manga Akira for the first time. I've owned the movie, seen it a bunch of times. I think last week I said I had started it. I'd read like the first like two, two or three volumes. Um, I have now read the entire thing. It was awesome. It was incredible. Um, I, I had a Wow, you it, did already? It, yeah, I basically read a v- volume a night. Um, is How much what I did. is there? So it took me about a week. There's six volumes. Um, oh, I, I thought it was way longer than that. I thought it was one of those like infamously long mangas. No, um, it. I mean, it, it. It. It is. It's one complete story. It. I think originally there's like 120 chapters total. I think it was cut up into like 12 volumes originally. And then, like, what you see mo- most predominantly nowadays is the, like, oversized, here's the yes. big, big, big ones, I which is those. what I, I have. And, yeah, I, I, I could read one in a night in about an hour or two, uh, depending on how long it was and how much te- text there was. But something that I thought was interesting about it is that I... I think with the movie, as much as I love it, I've always struggled to really find like my own like like what is the meaning behind this story or mm. what are they trying to say? What is Otomo like? What was his thoughts on the time? Like all of that stuff. Um, it, it was just hard for me to parse that out. And I think reading the manga, it was a lot more clear. But in a way that I was not expecting, like, I, I think I was expecting more characters to have big, long speeches or monologues or them to somehow give you some kind of context clue of like what they thought and like all, all of that stuff. And oddly enough, most of the characters don't do that. Like, there's no big, hmm. like, villain monologue, all that stuff. There is some once you get closer to the end, but it's not much. And I really felt like a lot of what Otomo had to say was done through the setting that the 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 characters are in in Neo Tokyo in the Great mm. Tokyo Empire all that stuff just like the wreckage and fallout of these giant explosions that have have happened and yeah, like the stuff he was trying to say happened in the setting as well as the circumstance of just what they were doing rather than like what one character said. So I thought that was mm-hmm. inter- interesting. It felt much more like a story about like generational change uh, and how each ge- generation felt about that stuff. 
Um, so yeah, it was an it was an interesting read. It was a good time for sure. Highly recommend it. But I did not plan it that way that I would have like read it on the anniversary of that. I, I was just like, I'm gonna read it now. Is the time, and it worked out good. good. So hot, accurate summer has concluded. Very brief. Yeah, brief indeed. Brief indeed. Um, other things I've been watching, I finished season two of The Bear, which is incredible, fantastic, highly recommend it. Um, I, yeah, that, that show is a lot, but also so cathartic at moments. Okay. Like, Melissa, I'm sure you've heard people talking about episode six of yes. season two without spoiling anything it is the exact same anxiety and feeling that i got watching uncut gems it is that oh, i, I love mean, they, uncut they have, gems they, they have some, some, something like that in season one too where it is it's not necessarily like a one shot thing but it is like one big long sequence that's happening in real time in season one and this is a very similar thing happening in season two but in a very different setting um and it is just it, it just so overwhelming and so just loud and non-stop and everyone is yelling and it's just like this is so difficult to watch but it's fascinating um, mm. And then there are like there's there's stuff, especially in season two, where they really just go real quiet and real slow. And it's just it's so good. And you, you're you rooting for some of these characters. and You're just like, oh, they're, they're so happy now. Like, look at them. Good. It's great. Um, so, yeah, it is equally st stressful and cathartic of just like tense and release. Like, oh, OK, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 yeah uh, that that is by far one of the best shows on television right now so good what what food does it make you crave the most how's the food um, looking what do they make oh the food is incredible so uh, the, the do you know what the basic like I, like it's, elevator it's pitch like a guy is? It's like a guy who went to school to be a fancy chef and then like his brother was running the family like Italian beef restaurant, you know, like sandwich place back in Chicago and his brother yep. dies and he's to take over the restaurant and he's like, we're going to do this a little bit fancier now. Yeah. And I think was the brother the bear? Th their last Who's name bear? is Berzato. So the like oh. the family, it's it's OK, it's, it is the main character like that is his nickname. But sometimes they could say that nickname for any of them, really. Wow, um, we're all the bear. Yeah, exactly. We are the walking dead. We are the bear. Um, no, we so, did I mean, halt yeah, and we did yeah. catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> We did the Brady and we did the bunch. <laughs> there sure um, are a bunch of us. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got the basic premise. The main character is coming back to the family restaurant because his brother died and left it to him. Uh, however, he is this 
like Michelin star chef ran like the one of the greatest restaurants in the world. And he's coming back to this like little tiny sandwich shop. That is just a mess. And it is. I mean, it's it's getting by because it has the regulars and they have the, like their their culture and their system. And he's coming in and it's just like everything is just a nightmare. Um, and so he's not necessarily trying to fix it, but he has dreams of or he he had a dream that him and his b- brother would have opened a restaurant together. Um, mm. And so he's wanting to take this place and turn it into that. Um, and so, yeah, they do make like Italian beef sandwiches and, and stuff like that. It doesn't really look super fancy, but then immediately he starts adding in some stuff that's just like, OK, we're g- going to do a reduction of this thing and that. And it's just like, OK, I see, you're starting to like make it a little fancier here. I see. I see. And then season two, the basic premise of that is like they are basically they are basically gutting that restaurant closing it down to remodel it like all this stuff they are opening up a brand new style of restaurant um and it's just like the process of opening a restaurant and it is stressful and it is just like oh my gosh everything is going wrong and it's a nightmare and Um, but but yeah, it's it's a good show. They do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, from like the simple like sandwich shop stuff to like here's a thing that looks like a Jello shot, but actually tastes like a peanut butter cookie, like a Snickers <laughs> b- 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 yeah. bar with mint, and it's just like some little small thing like that. But it's like twenty dollars, and it's a I want to eat a little just small like, thing. What just in the world? just. Just once in my life, I want to go to a restaurant that has courses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think you will also really enjoy the, the, the show, not because of how much it can be like uncut gems, but because of the stunt casting uh, in this. A lot of a- like actors who are uh, not like stunts, like John Wick Mission Impossible stunts, I- but like. <laughs> I like all There's... possible use of the word stunt. <laughs> Proceed. But 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 like seeing um, Elizabeth Coleman, is that her name? Like she in in Secret Invasion, she's the MI6 one. Oh, right? Who's the, that, that Olivia Coleman. Name? Yes. Uh, she has an appearance in this. Will Poulter has an appearance in it. Bob Odenkirk has an appearance in it. Like there's, um, there's actors and actresses in this that show up. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is it like shows up and is in the, in, in this. Uh, that is just it's really neat to see them for even if they're not in it for like more than an episode. Um like it's just neat to be like oh okay so interesting you work here or you do this or you do that it's also like a who's who of the like chicago restaurant area like they go to actual places they 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 talk with actual like restaurant tours um as if they are like actual characters in the show and stuff and stuff like that it's really neat 
it's fantastic. It's good. Um, but yeah, that has been one of the big things uh, that I've been watching. Uh, so G Gravity Falls season two, I mentioned that I have like four more episodes left oh um in season two so that has been fantastic i know you and i covered season one on the review show years ago. ago yeah and that was always like i need to go back to this and finish this and so now i am and i'm happy and it's so good i love it um uh other th the last two things i've been catching up on i finished uh star girl season three which I won't say much on. It's another one of those like DC CW okay. comic book shows um, that was never actually on the CW. It started on the Infinite app and then moved over to HBO Max. Um, uh -huh. So, yeah, uh, there's some some uh, weird stuff with all, all, all of that. But then I also finished titan season four which was the the final season oh. of that so I, I again we covered titan season one like forever ago on the on the review show and i liked it a lot um season one had a few rocky spots especially with that fuck batman like i'm edgy just for edgy's sake um but it got past that stuff real fast and was spectacular. I like that show a lot. It's good. It's good indeed. So that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been doing, watching, reading. Nice. All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, next week, I think will be an exciting episode. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is happening right now. Um, mm. There's already been a bunch of uh, announcements and stuff this year, I think, will be lighter overall. A bunch of the movie sure. studios backed out uh, about a month ago or so. I think they kind of knew that these strikes were coming up. And so they were like, let's save ourselves some money, not go. Mm. Um, which which just means that there's a lot of like stars and celebrities that can't really do much there mm -hmm. if, if they are there at all. Um, but on what I think is the silver lining is it's Comic-Con. It's always been about yeah. comics. And uh, yeah, like it's back to focusing on like comics and stuff. Um, I know also the, the Spider-Man 2 video game mm. had a panel today. They released a new trailer, uh, stuff like that. So maybe next week we'll have some highlights of Comic-Con yeah stuff like that um but melissa i want yes. to end the podcast on a question absolutely would you eat a real cheeseburger <laughs> and by that i mean that apparently over in thailand burger king has uh, has introduced uh, according to ign's tweet here uh has introduced the real cheeseburger, a sandwich that contains 20 slices of American cheese stacked on a sesame seed bun with no burger patty or other toppings. This thing, I, I have to bring this up on 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 screen because this is it's just all bonkers. Yellow 
It's all yellow American cheese. They didn't even yeah. throw a white American cheese in there for nope. variety. Nope. This looks would like you a eat joke. This? I would not. I I need to know how thick 20 slices of American cheese actually is. I imagine when, the sandwich isn't as thick as it is in this glossy promo photo. What? Probably not. <laughs> I, I think also, especially when you melt it. Right. But when you go to yeah. the store and you get like a like slices of craft, but like American mm. cheese, I think they usually come in like packs of 16. Mm. So, I mean, it, it, it's almost as the heck as the book that you got, I think. <laughs> I think. This one pack of craft singles thick. <laughs> right, exactly. I, this sandwich makes me think of my, my Catholic mom uh, just eating <laughs> grilled cheeses during Lent. Like, that's who oh, I man. think the sandwich is for. Is, is, for, is this a uh, grilled cheese? It, is, it is. This is not. No, but like, I... There was one night we went out to I, I had to pick up Breadco for dinner and mom wanted a grilled cheese and I tried to get her like the adult grilled cheese. There's like a tomato slice in it and multiple kinds of cheese. And they accidentally gave us like the kids grilled cheese. And I like didn't look in the bag before I brought it home. And I was so sad that my adult mom has to eat the little kids grilled cheese. So like when I look at this big, big cheese mound, it makes me think of like. What if my mom was observing Lent, but also was into stunts and pranks? <laughs> what if my mom was extreme during Lent? Then she would eat the stack of 20 slices of American cheese. Is your mom a Pokemon? Is she, is she extreme type Pokemon? Oh, my God. Oh, name that Pokemon. It's mom. <laughs> 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 oh god uh so i if if not this then if what what kind of food challenge would you eat like if, if you had to pick a food challenge to go do i'd see how fast i could eat a tub of frosting how big is the like, tub is it just like your regular can just your get, regular get like off the shelf mm-hmm. Pillsbury Betty Crocker Duncan Hines and I don't speed I don't want to force that. myself to go at like Joey Chestnut speeds I was thinking less of like the competitive hot dog eating contest and more of like a restaurant's challenge where it's like can you yeah. finish x thing in an hour like I would want to see if I could eat a tub of frosting in an hour see I I think you could do a tub of frosting in an hour I would almost like I feel like it has to be bigger than what you would get at the store. I, I could I eat know. like a well. No, you're I'm asking myself, what would I not? What would be a challenge? But what would I want to do? And like, I don't want to eat a preposterous challenge size version <laughs> of frosting. It's just challenging myself to eat the like 12 ounce little plastic container of frosting is as far as I'm willing to go. Like, you're really challenging my imagination this week. It's like, do you want to go to the moon? No. Fear I just want to go to a taller building. Like, I, I just, you know, just happiness is found in your own backyard. I don't got to go to Oz. Look at all this stuff in Kansas. I want to eat a regular tub of frosting. There you go. There you go. I, I, I would... 
see, here's the thing. I, I think I would be bad at these kinds of challenges. I would love to be able to sit down in front of a pizza that was like the size of the entire table. Right. And just be like, this is all mine. (laughs) You can. There's some place in St. Louis that will make you like a big, big pizza. That's like as big as the arms I'm holding out in front of you here on screen. But here's the thing, like even when I go to a pizza place where they like they're like, okay, we're going to split like a, a pepperoni pizza or, you know, something like that. And they bring out one that is like an extra large size just because they do bigger sizes Mm. or stuff like that i i'm always just like all right we have six slices left which is most of it should can can we get a box uh so i i I would be terrible at a food Mm. challenge uh my girl her end loves them and she's like i would be so good we go to like you want (sighs) donuts wings just let me get really high and then i i i, I can just eat all of this stuff and and then that's it it's over it's, <laughs> we win that's what my <laughs> that's what my roommate is like she comes home from playing her like prestigious national level women's tackle football eats an right. entire dom like smokes a a, oh, yeah. a bong and eats an entire domino's cheese pizza by herself oh yeah oh yeah absolutely have you have you seen that that picture of the the rock where he's just like cheat day and it's like all of his stuff that he eats and it, yeah it's just like so much stuff it's just like how does that fit inside a human Boggling. oh my god it's <laughs> hollow inside i want to go back to this cheeseburger and that i feel like we need to set stricter limits on what constitutes burger because this is just stacks of american cheese between burger buns but the presence of the bun i don't think makes this a burger if they took shredded cheese formed that into a patty grilled the Mm. patty that's a burger a burger it's just like a fried mozzarella patty right and like like, i've had like fried cheese bricks before but it was all like one consistency like a chicken breast or something like yeah it has like a chicken sandwich isn't a burger, but if you have ground chicken and you form a patty, it's a burger. True. These are my, I, I hate doing this at work. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of, it's the, it's the, one the of like <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so this is what you guys do at work, huh? No, okay. Academic just... pe- 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 papers about what constitutes a burger. Versus what no, constitutes I just, a grilled cheese by I get frustrated. <laughs> I get frustrated at like the silly questions somebody will throw into our group chat on like a, you know, once a week in the Is afternoon. Okay, guys. Right. I am so tired of <laughs> one day we were really busy and one girl's like, is a corn dog a popsicle? And I'm like, Kate, we don't have time for this. You have to stop. I don't want to tell it's anybody ever soup. again if some <laughs> God, somebody stop me. I host this trivia night and after the trivia, I'm like handing a gift card out to the winning team. And they're like, hey, we have a question for you. Is cheesecake more like cake or more like pie? 
And I'm like, I have to do this in my day job. Don't make me do it here. Someone else so like gets the, this gift card now. Thanks. So the fact that I have this, like, can I have an opinion? Sure. But I, I get so overcrowded with then 10 people have to have an opinion on whether the thing is a sandwich or not. I can tell you. I can tell you just fine, but don't. I just never want to be forced to do this in a group setting. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I say we wrap up our podcast right there. Uh, <laughs> great way to end end the show this week, uh, Melissa. Social medias and all that. Where can they find you on the interwebs? I'm starting to feel embarrassed by saying this every week, but you can, in theory, still find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T, and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. And there you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter as well as on threads. Uh, and if you want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter and at the Whatnots official on threads. Uh, so please go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. If you're watching this on YouTube, plenty more videos right over that way. On that side of the screen, this is number 245 of the Captain's Log. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.